Um, as I'm going through this, this is so funny. At my workplace, we just went through around like maybe six months ago of like hardcore HR wanted us to standardize our signatures. And I wonder if we were getting some of this shit. And that's why they're like down to the font and the size of the font. They're like, here's how everybody's email signatures need to be. (laughs) It was probably because of, oh, oh, this next one. It was probably because of a Gia (laughs) because her email signature is (laughs) bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) What? Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You found us somehow. Means you probably love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Bad Moms. And wherever you are listening to us, please throw us a follow. If you hear anything on any podcast that you want to talk more about... You can DM us at Romcom Rewind on Instagram. Sarah responds to 100% of our messages, and it really does kind of become a cool place where a lot of conversations from this podcast uh, live on in our DMs, and we love hearing from you. As well, if you could do something to help us out, leave a review. Wherever you're listening right now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, five-star reviews are lovely. We have a new review from um, Lauren. I just discovered your podcast and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. You guys are so great together. Uh, Warm Bodies, season two, episode three, she brings up. She says, I feel so validated by your assessments of this film. Personally, I was game for it the moment I saw the trailer and upon seeing it, I thought it was so well executed. I agree, Lauren. No one else around me could even fathom the idea of a zombie love story and refused to see it. One thing, though, you were so great at pointing out a lot of the visual nuances, uh, the blinking thing for once. Sarah, you brought that up. Mm-hmm. How Azar was getting more human. Human. Started blinking more. Um, thank you so much for the review, Lauren. Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And if you are listening and you have feelings, please feel free to, to leave a review. Bad Moms is a 2016 romantic comedy. Leans more on the comedy side. It's the story of Amy Mitchell, played by Mila Kunis. Amy is your classic overworked, overcommitted, trying to do everything and hold a family together mom. Her kids are Jane. Uh, Jane's way too high strung about school. And Dylan, who can't do anything for himself. Actually, they both can't really do a whole lot for themselves. And then she has her husband, Mike, played by David Walton. Turns out he's cheating on her. Spoiler alert. We find out in like the first 10 minutes. And also her third child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He also can't do (laughs) anything for himself, but he's also cheating on her online via video chats with like some farmer woman. Uh, (laughs) So Amy, Amy stops. She stops trying so hard. She kicks her husband out of the couch, uh, out of the house and off the couch, probably. (laughs) And she commits to focusing more on her mental health instead of trying to be everything for everything everyone and amy takes on this journey with the help of friends carla played by katherine hahn and kiki played by Kristen bell they also uh come face to face with the pta board including stacy and vicky played by jada pinkett smith and annie mamolo as well as the pta president gwendolyn james played by christina applegate <laughs> also throw in a little romance option yeah, with uh, jay always. hernandez there what are your thoughts on bad uh, bad bombs? I'm going to see Ed Ross go to the vet. We should be fine. You're super late for your marketing meeting. I can't believe I'm going to be late to my first soccer practice. You having a bad day? It could not get any worse. What? Damn. I called this emergency PTA meeting to address an issue that affects the safety of our children. Terrorism. The bake sale. Is this a joke? <gasps> What's that now? I can't do this anymore. 
I'm done. Okay, so is this the original mom self-care movie? Like, is this like, you know, Amy taking a step back and being like, no, like I do everything else for everyone else. Or I do every, yeah, I do everything for everyone else. What about me? I need some self-care. And so she took that, you know, like she decided to change the name of the game and decided to take care of herself, which like, go Amy and Kiki and Carla, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like they, they, it is totally like a mom girls night movie. It's so fun. And like, it was such a good watch. And I mean, I, I always like watching this movie. I think they're like the trifecta, those three together. I think they were hilarious and their, their personalities of the characters portrayed, they portrayed them so well. Like they did such a fantastic job. The lines were so well written. The movie was just like an explosion of comedy for women and moms. It was awesome. It is. It's just pure fun. I think back to some of the specific scenes that are just, it's debaucherous. It's hilarious. What's not to love about this movie? Um, I'm glad you brought up some of the comparisons because like, it's, it's kind of like bridesmaids, but it's not quite, it's kind of like anchorman even, but it's not quite, (laughs) you know, there's, there's a lot of things that this is like, but, um, I mean, a star studded ensemble cast, fantastic, uh, joke writing, compelling characters, a lead in Mila Kunis, who you just, you love so much, even when she's not at her best. And I think that's the point of the film that there are times where she's not her best. It's the premise. Um, <laughs> and uh, like I said, this, this obviously leans more comedy, but there's the romance to be found on the likes of Jesse Harkness played by Jay Harnett. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it was just a really satisfying watch. Anytime I like involuntarily make noises like outside of my own head at a joke, that's that's probably a good sign that your movie is uh, is living up. And this one was so funny in so many different ways. Yeah, I did hear you while you were watching laugh out loud <laughs> quite a few times. <laughs> one of them, I think you already picked as your best scene that I just I died. Oh, yeah. Me so too. funny. <laughs> I could watch. I think I did go back. and No, I well, not. I think I did go back and watch it again because it was just so good. And it was so funny. And it's pretty early on in the movie. So yeah. we'll get to it quickly. But uh, let's dive in. Yeah. So we get a recap of Amy's life currently. She's a super mom who does it all or who tries to do it all. But she's struggling to keep it all together. And we get a run through of her day. You know, she drops kids off at school. She does all the errands. She goes to work herself, um, works at a coffee company. She tries to do it all. And she runs out of steam. We we seem, you know, we see. And um, shortly after that, we do meet her husband, Mike. And um, this is when she comes home from work and we find out that, yes, as you mentioned, she's he's cheating on her and uh, with someone on the Internet. And he tries to convince her like it's it's like, oh, that's so mainstream. Like everybody does it. Everybody emotionally cheats via video chat. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah, that's definitely. (laughs) And so much so it's been 10 months and he has developed feelings for this this online woman. So he she kicks Mike out of the house and she's like, goodbye, like, see you later. So she plans the next day to do everything without her husband. Not that, like, let's be honest, not that he really did anything anyway. He wasn't bringing a whole lot to the table, Mike. No, Um, And to make it all work, uh, you know, she, she gets everything ready to go. Gives them food, gives the kids food. I make them sound like animals. Um, (laughs) Drives them to school and she finds out that there's an emergency PTA meeting that night. She's also, um, she also goes to PTA meetings, uh, which is um, parent meetings, parent teacher. No, I don't know what PTA stands for. 
Parent Teacher Association, Sarah. Okay, there you go. I was close. Parent Teacher, and I didn't know what the activities. Parent, yeah. Anyway, Parent Teacher Association meetings uh, run by parents. And well, specifically run by three parents. Right. We have well, one parent. One parent, that parent being Gwendolyn James. That's Christina Applegate, who plays this character. Yes. To perfection. She does. She Just does. The pompous, yep. stuck up, like elite, entitled, oh, yes. like perfect, trophy wife, everything under yeah, yeah. And the PTA meetings, like you need I need you there, Amy, because we need to get to the bottom of people having like non gluten free donuts at the Well, yes. So we whatever after her crazy day of doing everything, she finds out that the PTA meeting once she gets there, like drenched in coffee and everything, just like a rough day, she finds out that the emergency PTA meeting was actually about the bake sale and what you can and cannot have as ingredients in the bake sale. Ingredients that are absolutely banned from the bake sale. No BPA, no MSG, no BHA, no BHT, plus no soy, no sesame, and of course no nuts or eggs or milk or butter or salt or sugar or wheat. Sorry, what ingredients can we use? Anyway, I will be putting together a special bake sale police force. Gwen says to Amy that, you know, she's, you know, since you're late, you're going to be the first person on the police force to enforce these crazy rules for the bake sale. And Amy actually (laughs) says, no, like I'm done. (laughs) Like I am done being a good mom. And she quits. I don't know really what she quits in like, I don't think she understands what she quits, but she kind of quits being a good mom. I was about to say, it's like cosmically she's quitting trying so hard at trying to please everybody and trying to be everybody, everything for everybody. (laughs) And then she, um, she makes her way to the bar down the street. She does. And she meets Carla played by Catherine Hahn. And Carla is your, a uh, single mom mm-hmm. who is definitely living the single life of being a single mom. Yeah. She is. Th- there's a lot of like Carla gets the D kind of jokes that happen. <laughs> Looking good, Jeff. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you've been working out. But, uh, no, not for like ten years. Your beige windbreaker is really lighting up my board. Oh, uh, thanks. Do you know what I mean? My vagina. Carla does get the D though, so I mean she does get the G, and she no makes jokes about it. She makes jokes about getting the D all the time. <laughs> I think I said G. She gets the D. No, you said you said D. Okay, I thought I said G at some point. I'm um, not sure what that would be, but so yeah, I'm not G spot. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she gets hit in the G. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I don't know. It's a very zany podcast. You know what? Full transparency. Uh, I'm just going to talk about it. Sarah and I had a little bit of a bug for a couple days. uh, So we're a little bit hopped up on medicine right now. uh, Getting through this thing. So a little, little loopy right now. Then comes in to the bar Kiki, who is played by Kristen Bell. And the three of them get wasted together. And they talk about their, you know, their kids, their favorite fantasies and how there are so many rules being a mom. And they come together with what they've determined, um, you know, what they're going to be is bad moms. And Kiki is the polar opposite of Carla. Kiki is doing everything all the time for the kids. She barely leaves the house. Yeah, for, she's got four kids. She's got four kids. Her husband is, in his eyes, you know, the breadwinner, and she's the one who stays at home. He's very old school. She, like, like when Gwendolyn uh, is looking for people to come to these PTA meetings, they try to avoid Kiki because they're like, oh, my God, the... the <laughs> the mom with four kids is coming up to us and Kiki makes jokes like I haven't had an adult conversation in months. (laughs) This is so nice. Thank you for inviting me out to the PTA meeting guys. 
So she, they all latch on to Amy as as a trio very quickly. Yes, and then this is where my best scene oh. comes. They go to the supermarket, and I've talked about on this podcast how the montages, the dress up montages, the makeover montages. You know, they're they're one of my faves. I have to say, this supermarket montage scene. What would you call it? Give it a title. Oh, the drunken rage debauchery supermarket, supermarket yeah. right run race sure. i don't know yeah. something there but it is the most hilarious scene in the entire movie next to another scene which was close second for my best scene but this kicked ass when it came to scenes in this movie it was so so funny when they're making that white russian yeah there's oh, the thing God. that got me is that there's a lot of like high def slow mo super zoomed in <laughs> shots of just Mila Kunis just like yeah. tossing cereal in her and mouth. And the music and with it. Like it's just, it was just so messy and, and just full of fun. Yeah. There is a funny moment in those scenes where there's uh there's like a baby in the stroller and they're they're in a rage. They're like attacking employees. <laughs> and then there's a baby in a stroller and all three of you, they, they stop their madness to be like, oh my God. So cute. Actually, a quote that Catherine Hahn said that I always thought was weird before I became a parent. And now that I'm a parent, I'm like, oh, I kind of get it. It's still weird that people say it, but I get it. She's like, I want to eat that baby's face. <laughs> oh, I want to eat her face. And as a non-parent, you're like, that's aggressive. As a parent, you're like, oh, no, there are times I look at my kid. I'm like, oh, man, I just want to eat you up. I just want to eat y'all up. It's weird. I obviously don't literally want to do that, but. <laughs> obviously. God. <laughs> no cannibals. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not actually eating children over here, but, like, but you get why she would just obviously, rub mark yes, with yes. That. And then it's like a moment. They do this little scene with the kid and then they, Catherine Hall's like, okay, let's go. And then and they like go going, and yeah. like they create more chaos and it's hilarious. And the music is just perfect. So the next morning, Amy wakes up and her kids are literally waiting in the kitchen for breakfast and she tells them i'm not doing that anymore like you you are old enough you can figure it out she drives the kids to school gives them arby's Amazing. i love the product placement here i do yeah. love arby's you know i always forget about arby's um and sends they them on their way the meats <laughs> what that's their slogan still uh, i feel like you just were about to sing the corn song the they what have, song it has the juice oh the uh, corn <laughs> Yeah. It's a big lump with knobs. It it's has Arby's. The juice. It no. has the meats. No. Why would you need to change your slogan if your slogan is we have the meats? That's a great slogan. Is it? Yes, that's Arby's. How have you Their not French seen? fries are really good have at you Arby's. Have not seen an Arby's commercial before? Um yeah, I mean I think so. I mean, I don't know if you <laughs> I've had Arby's a few times. Anyway, okay, moving on. <laughs> so Amy in the middle of this, so, so she drops off the kids. Then yeah. she goes for like a nice quaint little like brunch. Yeah, she takes the day off. Her workplace calls her. I want to talk about the workplace a little bit. All right. Her boss, who is like mid twenties, maybe. Yes. She Dale. works at this coffee shop, and she remarks at the beginning of the of the movie. But I'm 32 years old, and I'm the oldest person here by far. Most of these dudes just play ping pong all day. It's entirely <laughs> so. This movie was shot in 2016, and all these people are in their 20s, so they're like. I think they would be young millennials, regardless right. of the math. Yes. What it reminded me of is it reminded me of uh, current workplaces, how like Gen Z coming into corporate <laughs> office jobs has been really, really hilarious based on like what we would consider to be traditional office standards and protocol. Okay. okay. 
Um, like I, I managed a couple Gen Zers and they were like pretty hilarious. I, I was actually <laughs> on a call not long ago with a girl and we were chatting about stuff and like midway through the call, I suggested some things. She agreed and she's like, I love that for us. And I thought, that's, you know what? I'm cool, but like, don't say that around Jim. He's in his sixties. He's not going to get it. Okay. You, she's like, don't use the, I love that for us often. Um, I that's found like shit that his wife will put in cards. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for exactly. Valentine's Day, I love that for us. Let's yeah. go on a cruise. Yeah, and that's just like normal yeah. diction for somebody in their in their like early twenties right, right now. Yeah. So, uh, and you know what? I've seen this on TikTok too. Oh I, yeah. So okay. Yeah. Okay. I found like best Gen yes. Z email signatures <laughs> yeah, that have yeah. been used in offices. Okay. I think this is so funny, and it's literally just like the, this person talking about much like Amy's situation, how he's like, I'm the only oldest person who works at this office with just all Gen. Z people. Okay. Here's how they sign off their emails. I and you can wait. rate them actually, Sarah. Oh, I can rate rate them. Okay. This one person, Celine, uh, signs off her emails. See yas later. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> um, see yas later. <laughs> Maybe because Celine, Celine, see yas later. No? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, oh, Bryant is good. He signs off his emails. <laughs> you i'm Ooh. out whoa <laughs> yeah wow i know oh my god brian's aggressive uh Bryant. oh truman he signs off his emails that's all truman <laughs> <laughs> truman yeah oh. like that's all comma space truman okay yeah that's all um oh natalie's is better that's about it period um dot 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 yeah <laughs> Why, why do they, and you know what? Just say thanks. I just realized, um, as I'm going through this, this is so funny. At my workplace, we just went through around like maybe six months ago of like hardcore HR wanted us to standardize our signatures. And I wonder if we were getting some of this shit. And that's why they're like down to the font and the size of the font. They're like, here's how everybody's email signatures need to be. (laughs) It was probably because of, oh, oh, this next one. It was probably because of a Gia (laughs) because her email signature is (laughs) bye. (laughs) That's it. Like, imagine it was like a serious, super serious email. Like, I'm sorry, we're letting you go today. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. And to be clear, I, I'm sure you caught that listening, but that wasn't an H-A-H-A. It was an H-E-H-E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's email signature was, all right, all right, all right. Oh Nicole. It's a little Matthew McConaughey reference it there. Is. Um, <laughs> and then this is my all-time favorite. So the email signature is, thanks again exclamation mark joey and then like uh two lines and then underneath the lines it says don't cross me (laughs) (laughs) wow yo joey's got some fire i like it i might try to bring that bring that to the table at some point i don't know what i would do receiving that email like what do you what do you think well and you know what like internally who actually cares but externally like if i'm working with a company yeah and i get an email back from one of your people that says that i'd be like okay what's joey's <laughs> deal like he's got anger management like what is going on with this guy yeah so that that's is, okay that's wild those are hilarious and i think like like i said i am very interested i can't wait for the day that i receive one of those emails <laughs> Well, you know what? Like my workplace, maybe a lot of other workplaces are like, we got to standardize this stuff. We can't just let you guys like write whatever you want. Yeah. I, I, in my workplace, I think we have a lot of like, just people will put their initials, like a dash and then an initial. And like, that's kind of it. 
um, that's that's it. That's what we get. That's that's crazy for us. Whoa. The world is a changing, Sarah. Amy has a lovely day uh, to herself, a lovely self-care day uh, with Kiki and Carla. She invited them along. But the next day is the bake sale, and um, she does not do any of the baking. She actually picks up donut holes. Uh, from the grocery store, which, I mean, I would eat. I would buy them. Which, if she paid attention to the PTA meeting, how dare she? We can't have non-organic, non-like like GMO products in our bake sale. I'm like, I, I'm i not trying to, like, you know, yeah. make a statement about these things. No, that's, I know. Just, that's just how Christina Applegate's this character This is feels. how intense, She's yes. freaking out about the this The food stuff. police. The and bake before, sale. Before Gwendolyn James, Christina Applegate, comes by, uh, Jesse Harkness... The um the hot dad the hot, love interest. The hot widower, as they call him. Oh, shit. Here comes the hot widower. If you're part of the RCR fam, you might know that this has been a topic of conversation for a while. How yes. falling in love <laughs> yeah. as well as falling for Christmas. Funny uh, that they're both falling movies. <laughs> yeah, the, with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Basically, the easy way to make a male love interest with a kid not have a red flag is just make his previous significant other passed away. It's Jesse easy. Harkness It's here. easy. No red flags there. None. No red flags. Unless he killed her, but of course. Yeah. Which we don't know. We don't no. know a whole lot no. of Jesse Harkness's backstory here. He <laughs> might have. We don't know. But what we do know is that he's a very attentive father. And aside from that, he was in a long-term relationship through no fault of his own that ended. And then, well, we think through no fault of his own. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm getting way off into the weeds here. Jesse Harkness shows up. He kind of, you know, him and Amy give eyes to each other. Zany episode, guys. Yeah, so we have then Gwendolyn who comes up, who is the bake sale police with her with her goonies and um, says, you know what? You brought donut holes. You're going to pay because Amy's like, I don't care, Gwendolyn. I'm going to just call her Gwen. But I feel like that's very on brand for her, too, that she wouldn't accept being called Gwen. She is Gwendolyn. That is her full name. And how dare you call her Gwen, Sarah? I know, right? <laughs> so you mentioned at the very beginning of, um, in your synopsis, one of Amy's children. Jane. Jane, yes. So she is a very high strung. She's very anxious. And, um, you know, middle school's tough. And like she gets onto the soccer team. Yes, and immediately after is. getting on the soccer team, she's like, oh my God, like, am I going to be a bench warmer? Or am I going to be a starter? Like, how is this going to look on my Harvard application? She's already like five, no, seven years down the road. She is. Yeah. She's yeah. freaking out about, she's like, how is this a, like applications? Don't you know? Like I need all these, you know, extracurricular activities. She's an easy, uh, she's very high strung. Yes. Yes. You said it. Yeah. So, and I think that was foreshadowing to later on in the movie. So like Gwen had mentioned at the bake sale, she's going to make Amy pay. So Gwen tells the coach of the soccer team to bench Amy's daughter. And so he is scared of Gwen as, as everyone else, except for Amy. Do you and know who that was, by the way? No, who was So it? that was, uh, this guy actually just retired from the NFL this year. What? That is a Hall of Fame NFL player, J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. J.J. Cool Watt, name. baby. I honestly, the first time I watched this movie, I didn't really recognize him. This time I did, but he actually pulled it off. Oh, I, you know what? 
Kate, you mentioned that he's a pro athlete. I would never have known he was a pro athlete. I would have thought he was an actor. I mean, he had maybe five total lines. I know, but you know, but still, we see uh, we see athletes in in movies. We've talked about this. Oh and they're yes, not you can tell. You know, you can tell. Absolutely, and actually, this comes up to another thing I want to talk about because he makes the comment after Gwendolyn kind of tears a strip off him how he hates dealing with sports parents. Oh yeah, as we know, sports parents can be wild. But what are the wildest top wildest stories okay of (laughs) sports parents of all time okay like we're talking Gwendolyn James kind of activity and worse Mm. I've got a few for you Timothy Lee Forbes is a story you can google the headline reads irate dad bites part of coach's ear off what yeah this happened (laughs) in 2012 it was a high school basketball game I guess after the game this parent Timothy Lee Forbes uh, punched the opposing team's coach and then proceeded to bite his ear off that's disgusting here's the thing it all went to court (laughs) and at the trial plastic surgeon actually (gasps) had to testify that he's like yeah there were about two inches of the coach's ear missing oh that's so gross that is he bit off a chunk baby Eh, like that is nasty to like actually bite through somebody's like cartilage and then pull it off. Pull it off. Nasty. Amazing. Um, This story is very, um, who who is that figure skater who like paid a guy to uh, knock the ankles out of the Tanya Harding, Tanya Harding. That's right. Uh, Similar story back in 1991 cheerleading Wanda Holloway. Uh, her 14-year-old daughter lost her spot, spot on the middle school cheerleading squad to her rival, Amber Heath. They were rivals, I guess. So Wanda hired her brother-in-law to hire a hitman what? to kill Amber's mother. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. It didn't happen. Like, what? the brother-in-law immediately snitched on her. But yeah, she was convicted what? of, uh, I guess that's attempted murder or attempted something. Oh I don't know. Oh my God. Feels For like a little bit of an overreaction. That's like bringing on gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Wow. Like, yeah. That's like, no, like that is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this story you says you could have ended there. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, a cop pays little leaguer to peg another little leaguer. This story happened in 1999. Officer Sean Patrick Phillips, for some reason, he approached a 10 year old elementary school kid ahead of a baseball game, and he told the kid he would pay him two dollars to peg $2. a specific kid on the other team because the kid he talked to was the pitcher. Um, Ooh. and that 10 year old kid, of course he did it. Cause like well, yeah, $2. $2, hello. <laughs> Hell yeah. I just got to hit that kid. Sure. <laughs> I guess the janitor of the school overheard the whole thing. Oh so he eventually God. went to the authorities and officer Sean Patrick Phillips. He was, he was actually sentenced to three <laughs> to 23 months in prison. Oh, I thought you were going to say years. Imagine. <laughs> I mean, it's still a little like. Imagine going to prison like, what did you do? Oh, I robbed a, a no, I grocery a, store. Yeah. No, I, I told a kid to hit another kid with a baseball. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? Wow. Maybe he had a bet in on it. Yeah. Like what? Pro-line. What is the deal? I don't know. The last one, a mom uses her rack to distract an opposing team's parents. Wait. Oh my God. That's hilarious. So an enraged <laughs> Toronto hockey mom flashed an opposing team and their parents in order to save her son the embarrassment of losing. What? Yeah, just just let that sink in for a sec. That's I guess the kid lost the game. The embarrassment of losing, but you have your mom who flashed everybody. Okay, the embarrassment levels, all right. Mhm. Okay. She must have been drinking, guys, cuz like what is the thought process here? 
a number of the parents, scratch that, a number of the mothers on the other team complained. <laughs> there were no male complainants, <laughs> to be say, clear. Maybe the rack was really nice. <laughs> oh, the fathers did not care. Yeah. It was the moms on the other yeah. team who complained. They actually make a note of that. There were no male complaints. It was just the moms. <laughs> and you're right, though. Like, oh, no, my kid is so embarrassed from losing the game. Right. Let I me should just show my tits everybody to everybody and yeah. embarrass my child that way. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. So Gwendolyn James, not quite on this level, but weird things do happen with parents and uh, minor league sports. <laughs> so not surprising. So Amy has now told Kiki and Carla that, um, you know, she's kind of on the outs with her husband. And Carla comes up with an idea that they need a girl's night out. And so... They do like a little montage of like, not even a montage. They just have a, a few scenes of Amy getting ready, how she has like a mom bra and how, you know, they have a cut versus uncut conversation where they use a sweater that Kiki will never wear again to show, <laughs> you know, that whole ordeal, um, which I thought was hilarious. Um and so they end up finding a nice dress for Amy, and so they go out. And at the bar, she strikes out with all the guys because she is literally too motherly with them. But then comes Jesse. Is that, I, I feel like that's accurate, though. Like, when you're a parent and you spend too much time with your kids talking about kid things, and then you, like, try to have a, a flirty conversation with somebody... I, like, I could see that. Yeah? You know? Yeah, we'll just, like... I mean, I think this was overboard. It was a little overboard. I think that was the point. So Jesse and Amy, they start chatting and everything and they hit it off, obviously, and they start making out, which is super cute. I mean, them make, not make, them making out is not super cute, but I mean, them getting, nah, I don't know. Them <laughs> hitting it off is super cute. What exactly cute. are them you? Them hitting it off okay, is super okay. cute. Like I like them together, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and watch them make out, you know? Super cute make out, guys. <laughs> Okay, so the next morning, they're, this is hung, podcast. they're hungover as shit. <laughs> um, and she gets a text from Jesse saying, you know, great hanging out last night, and then walks into her husband, Mike, being there, and he wants to get back together. Ugh, he Mike. says he's going to do everything and anything he can so that they can work. And she says, okay, you want to go to therapy? And he says, no, it's dumb. And she's like, okay, well, you said anything. And he said, fine, I'll go. That is a complete and utter disaster. And the therapist actually even says, like, you guys just need to get a divorce. Like, just divorce already because you guys hate each other. Wanda Sykes says the therapist, She's a great hilarious. little, little, you know, comedian to shoehorn in there. It reminds me of how to lose a guy in 10 days when Catherine Hahn, the best friend of Andy plays the <gasps> therapist. Oh, the therapist in that one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bring more Catherine Hahn's yeah. into it. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Um, so at school, uh, she finds out from her daughter, Amy finds out from her daughter, Jane, that she has been benched. And uh, of course, Amy knows that it's Gwendolyn. And even she, Jane, the kid, knows that it's Gwendolyn. Yes. She's like, why did you have to go up against Gwendolyn James, mom? <laughs> so she decides, Amy decides in this moment that she is going to go against Gwendolyn. I have a really hard time saying her full name. Gwendolyn <laughs> in the election and to be PTA president. So it's Amy's candidate night and only one woman comes because Carla had went a, like had gone around to people and said that if they didn't come to the night, the candidate night for Amy, that she was going to sleep with her husband. So the one woman who came was afraid that um, Carla was going to sleep with her husband, which is so funny that <laughs> That, that oh, worked. Such a Carla move. And also the reason why nobody came is because Gwendolyn James at the same time was having her own party. Yes, a competing night. Which Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart was yes. catering? Yeah. Amazing. So everybody decided to go there instead. And 
at the party at Gwendolyn's party um she starts talking about year-round school and everybody's getting really bored and then some of the girls start to get text messages from Amy's place and the girls have been texting some of the other moms that they know and saying come here because we have shitty wine and we're having a good time we're partying and so all of the women leave Gwendolyn's house and go to Amy's house and this is my second best scene because like I have to talk about it this is like all uh, in my eyes all moms need a mom house party like this <laughs> behind every mom is and was a true party you know girl who oh. used to be and is secretly waiting to come out again because we don't get parties like that anymore maybe a woo girl even a woo you know? girl yeah from how i met your mother <laughs> are you a woo girl yeah it was hilarious and it, like i'm just like watching i'm like oh my god this is like university and college all over again like Oh but you God. know what? There, so there is a fun. key difference. And as parents yes. now, we totally get it because oh, at yeah. the end, Mila, or excuse me, Amy makes the joke. She's like, you know what I love about mom parties? They end at 11 <laughs> o'clock, o'clock sharp. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, they do. Remember the days where we would be like pre-drinking? Be like, and no. going out to the bar. I was going to say like, we could leave at around midnight. No, 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 no. <laughs> leave, in- leave to go out at midnight? No. I'm leaving to go home not. at midnight. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, I'm going to go home before midnight. Midnight is impressive. Yeah. So Amy has been fired at work uh, because she's literally stopped going into the office. And she also gets a call from the principal's office that they found marijuana in her in her daughter's locker. Uh, And we all know that it's Gwendolyn. And this is to get back at her for the candidate night. And um, slander her name a little bit. Yes, of course. Um, And then. The daughter obviously freaks out saying that, you know, like you're super selfish, like you're a bad mom and blah, blah, blah. And then she goes to live with Mike at uh, the hotel, which like is absurd. And I thought that was a little like a little absurd mom. So did did the son Dylan. So did the dog like Roscoe or whatever. Yeah, that's a good name for the dog. I don't think it's I don't know if it's actually that, but. I think it is. is. I like that name for a dog. You know what? There are certain names that are better for dogs than humans because I met a guy named Roscoe once and I'm like. Yeah, I'm like, I can't shake the the feeling that you're just a dog in a human's body. You know, like (laughs) you you were supposed to be a dog. Also, all of these moms at this school are so rich that none of them work because they're they're never at work. Like they're always there. Well, I think that's the thing with Gwendolyn James and her two PTA Goonies. Goonies, yeah, I was trying to figure out the right word. (laughs) Stacy and Vicky. Clearly none of them work. And they're such goony names. Goony, yes. It's like the Chad and Thad, you know? Yeah, for sure. They're the mean girls grown up. (laughs) Or the pink ladies. I mean, I like the name Stacy and Vicky, but for this movie, it was it was appropriately done, you know? Gwendolyn, (laughs) Stacy, and Vicky, you know they're mean. (laughs) Okay, so it's the PTA election night, and Amy doesn't show up right away because I think she partially forgets because she's so like emotional about her kids leaving her and how you know um jane had told her she was a bad mom and carla and kiki go and they get her out of the house they drag her and you know they're like you need to win this election for us so carla's speech here is great and amy's speech when she gets to the to the school is even better she gives an impassioned speech and all the ladies agree and they all get up and they all start saying how they're bad they've been bad moms (laughs) i love this just the the revelations from moms. I actually should have looked that up. Wildest, oh, like bad yeah. parenting moments. Because one kid's like, I stole my <laughs> son's marijuana and smoked it myself, and like the <laughs> I let my kid fall on their face. Like it's just all the most ridiculous. Um, because like as a parent, like you're never a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, 
You just try your best. It's human nature. It is. You're going to mess up. Things are going to happen. You're dealing with kids. Yeah. And it was kind of like cathartic, like Amy being up there <laughs> and being like, I'm not great all the time. And all these parents who typically looked at Gwendolyn James as like she puts on the f- facade. The pedestal, that she's, right? Yeah. Like, no, nobody's like that. Nobody's yeah. perfect. And Gwendolyn's lying to you. <laughs> and Amy is real. She's she a real nannies mom. and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Her. Yeah. I will say, though, there is one girl, the lonely girl at the meeting. She gets up and says, I just come here because I'm lonely. This, <laughs> I feel like this is an ode to mean girls. For sure. When she's like, does she even go here? Do you even go to this school? <laughs> Amy wins the election dun, dun, dun. and she makes up with her kids the following day. Yeah. And they were very like, Oh mom, like we were just freaking out. You're all good. We know you're better than dad. Like, you know, and Kiki has turned a corner and is making her husband take on the role of fatherhood, which is hilarious. Amazing. Carla made her son a lunch and is going to his baseball games this week. And Amy has a date with her new man. Jesse Harkness. Yeah, we're all tying this up in a nice little bow here at the end after she wins the election. And Gwendolyn rolls up. And again, an ode, I feel, to Mean Girls when she says, get in. We're going shopping. She doesn't actually say we're going no, shopping. She does <laughs> say get in. So um, they go to an airfield and they take Gwendolyn's private jet anywhere they want to go. It was, that was a little bit ridiculous. I'm like, okay, we're, we're getting into like Anchorman territory here where it's just a little bit ridiculous just to finish up the movie. But then I liked it, but then we have my best scene. Yes. Okay. What's your best scene? The end credits when they got all of the stars moms (laughs) to talk about how they were bad moms (laughs) back in the day. I love it. Like Mila Kunis's mom (laughs) talking about how, when they moved to the States when she was a kid. I did some mistakes, but by the end I can see it's not as bad. They survived in spite of us. Now, thank goodness, you know, she turned out to be the wonderful woman that she is. I think she's perfect. It just felt very, you know what I love and something that's really underrated about movies and a lot of people like you miss it because it's happening during the credits, but like end credit stuff, like bring it on where they did that like two minute dance. Yeah montage thing anybody who puts bloopers into the end credits i know it's a little cliche sometimes but this was so like it's a really funny movie you know the story's really compelling but like it's all it's all good jokes yeah and then you get this last little bit that's like i feel like there was a little bit of heart put into this movie too yeah and it brings it down to a human more human level right like because i mean you, you watch a movie and you're like, oh, I can relate to a lot of this. But then you actually can relate cause to to these end credits because they are real moms. Yeah. Like Kristen Bell is stories. talking about how her mom did like whatever when she <laughs> yeah. was a kid. Like, yeah. oh, I forgot you in the bath for like an hour, you know? And they're, the moms <laughs> are telling the stories to the stars of the movie. It just, it, it felt really a little bit more meaningful than just like, yeah, it's a joke. It's a movie with like a lot of fun and a lot of good jokes. Yeah, I you know? agree. I liked it a lot too. Quick facts. Mila Kunis wears her real-life wedding ring during the movie, and she was pregnant with her second child while filming. Scott Moore and John Lucas wrote this film as an homage to their wives. Moore and Lucas explained that they moved on from the themes of male debauchery explored in The Hangover and 21 and Over, largely because they weren't going to Vegas anymore, and they wanted to reflect their lives as they were now as fathers. John Lucas said casting moms wasn't necessarily a priority, but was sure that the decision made quite a difference when it came to executing the comedy. The directors found that real-life moms don't uh, feel the need to play moms as Hallmark sweet, and instead allowed themselves to be a little bit more badass. 
To research the screenplay, they hosted several dinner parties uh, where they invited numerous mothers to attend and share their stories. A lot of wine was present. I love this director's thought process for researching this film because you hear about really intense actors. They like they go to prison to get some context or content matter experts on like certain things. Right. They'll they'll go undercover places, and this guy's like, I just want to get some moms drunk at a dinner party, <laughs> and that's how I'm gonna research for yeah. this film. <laughs> I think they I think they also brought somebody in too um, to kind of help with the content that was happening, and I do know that a lot of um, Catherine Hahn's um, lines were very uh, improvised. Naturally, I'm not surprised by that <laughs> yeah. at all. The movie was filmed in New Orleans, but set in Chicago. The school exterior shots were filmed at a historical school that is still operational in New Orleans. The six main actresses are all mothers in real life. Originally, the project set up at Paramount Pictures had Leslie Mann set to star and Judd Apto attached to the produce. I don't really like that because that would just be another knocked up or another this is 40. Yeah, along I've, those lines. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like this one is a little bit de- of a departure from, not that I, I, I love a, Judd, yeah. but there, yeah, I'm glad that different. it wasn't one of those movies. The Russian speaking mom at the PTA meeting said she has 300 AK-47s at home. <laughs> what? Kesha was spotted on set and filmed scenes with Mila Kunis, but these were cut from the final movie. Was Kesha just wandering through? Like, what happened? When talking with the star's real-life mothers during the closing credits, Christina Applegate mentions that her mother took her to see the Al Pacino movie Cruising from 1980 when she was only nine years old. The movie Cruising also features Ed O'Neill, who played Christina Applegate's father, Al Bundy, on Married with Children. So, a weird thing about Christina Applegate, just because of her time on Friends, and because those were, like, very formative years... For like decades, I actually thought in real life that her and Jennifer Aniston were sisters. <laughs> and even seeing her, I need to remind myself like that's not Jennifer Aniston's <laughs> sister. So she, that is different. She's a different last name. That's and, a different person. And Reese Witherspoon was her other sister. Oh, oh, I always forget about her. Christina Applegate was like hilarious. Amy Mitchell drives a red 1970s Dodge Challenger in the movie. This is the second movie Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell star in together. The first movie was Forgetting Sarah Marshall from 2008. So good. This is the second movie Catherine Hahn and Christina Applegate have starred in together. The first was Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy from 2004, which is one of my faves. Jay Hernandez stars alongside Jada Pinkett Smith in this movie. He also stars alongside her husband, Will Smith, in Suicide Squad from 2016. Both movies were released one week from each other. When the moms go to the grocery store, they're pouring vodka and Kahlua into a milk jug, making a giant cocktail like a white Russian. The name of the middle school, William McKinley, is the same name of the high school on the TV show Glee. Gwendolyn comments on the backpack Jesse is wearing, and he comments that he's an Elsa. Co-star Kristen Bell voices Elsa's sister, Princess Anna, in the movie Frozen from 2013. God, I didn't even notice that. This is the first film from STX Entertainment to gross over $100 million. This is the second time the song Tightrope by Janelle Monae has been used in a montage by Mila Kunis. The first was Friends with Benefits in 2011. Clark Duke, who plays Amy's boss, is named Dale Kipler. He plays another character named Dale Kettlewell in the ABC family show Greek. 
Which, interestingly enough, I'm rewatching right now. <sighs> My God. I was even thinking, I'm like, isn't that the, <laughs> yeah, the guy, the, the roommate in yes. Greek? Yeah. When preparing to go out on the town, Mila Kunis is brought is judged. There is also a similar scene that happens in the movie The Boss from 2016, also starring Kristen Bell. Just want to be clear. I'm, I'm not watching Greek. That's Sarah. I'm judging her watching of Greek. <laughs> anyway, please, please continue. Gwendolyn mentions that her DVR is no longer recording the TV show Castle. Castle was canceled the year Bad Moms was released, which was 2016. <laughs> when the moms are in the bar, Kiki tells them about her car accident fantasy. Carla says, I will never get into a car with you. But they are all shown in the car together when they're driving to the PTA election. Amy divorces Mike, played by David Walton, and keeps his classic car. On Masters of Sex... Bram Keller, who is also played by David Walton, mentions that he's going through a divorce and his ex-wife ended up keeping the car. Poor guy, just everywhere he goes, loses the car. <laughs> honorable mentions. Okay, so my honorable mention is the actors. So like Mila Kunis, Catherine Hahn, Kristen Bell, Christina Applegate, like all of them taking on these characters and doing such a fantastic job at executing them. Like... The character that Kristen Bell played is so wild and weird, and I loved it. Like, they each executed and took on their character and did such a fantastic job. Like, they morphed into them, and I it was believable. Like, these were the real people. I loved it so much. Christina Applegate needs all the credit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, like, as the villain, you don't always get the credit, but she was impeccable. She was a grown-up Regina George. Yes, she was. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My honorable mention is uh, Una Lawrence, who plays Amy's daughter, Jane. Because, and we've seen it, kid actors can be hit and miss sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't work out. She was fantastic at being the uptight, way too stressed. Like, I'm assuming she's like a freshman high school student or something. But she was just like... Middle it school, was, yeah. It was very, very believable. She reminded me of, remember The Incredibles? Yes. The daughter in The Incredibles. Yeah. Violet. Think, Violet, yeah. yeah. Feel like the exact same character. But then I, I looked up Una Lawrence a little bit. She is talented. She was uh, Matilda in the Broadway musical of... Oh, cool. Mat yeah. Oh, that's really neat. I did not know that. Kids got some chops. So, Very cool. Um, yeah, and I just thought she was fantastic. So upon researching her more, I'm like, oh, it makes, makes sense. Yeah. She's on Broadway. She's talented. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. You know what? The range of all the actors and actresses in this movie, as, as much as it was totally a comedy and it was supposed to be silly and everything, I just think they did a kick-ass job. And like Catherine Hahn, I just love her so freaking much. She is so good in this movie. Oh, she's good in so many things. We almost actually did. It was funny. We were we were talking about which movies to do here. And Sarah got our wires crossed or I got my wires crossed talking about We're the Millers. We ended up doing this instead. Catherine Hahn's also in We're the Millers. Oh, really? I so we would have had a Catherine Hahn film regardless. She's <laughs> obviously a bigger part of this one. Yes. What should have been? I don't have any what should have been for this oh, one. Oh, okay. And you know what? Great point, Sarah, because there is so little that I would change about this movie, which we're going to get to in our rewatchability. But I thought it would have been fun. They should have pulled in Gwendolyn's husband at some point, especially if they made it somebody hilarious. Like, he doesn't need to be in many scenes. Literally, it could be like a quick him dropping the kids off at school one day and everybody remarks like, oh, we never see Gwendolyn's <laughs> husband. And I would have loved it to be 
just the strangest actor. Like it's Brad Pitt dropping the kids off or it's John freaking Stamos. Because remember, they had Martha Stewart do a genuine cameo right, in this did. film. So I don't think it's crazy if they're like, hey, we need Mark Wahlberg for one day of shooting. Yeah. He's just going to drive <laughs> up in a car and everybody's like, oh my God, that's Gwendolyn's husband and him wave and drive off. And I feel like it would be, have to be in like a sports car. Oh yeah. Give us something like really ritzy <laughs> and give us just the most random, like, is that Leonardo DiCaprio? And he's just driving off, dropping off the kids. Goodbye. Leaves. I would have died if that happened. I feel like I could picture it being somebody really old though. I, I was thinking that right? too. Like, I just feel like it'd have to be Maybe like, like a Bill somebody, Murray. Somebody old. Yeah. 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 Um, and my only other, which should have been, and once again, like there's very few holes to poke in this movie and this isn't even a hole we should have had, or we should have a third. Oh, I, I was just about to say, you know what? I do have a, what should have been. And that was it. Because bad mom's Christmas is the second one right. in this. And, and it was uh, not as well reviewed mm-hmm. as, the original Bad Moms, but they did say back in 29 that there was development being made of a Bad Moms 3. Now, oh. the pandemic threw everything into flux, so we don't know if that's still like on the table. And if that was in 2019? April of 2019. Okay. So they might have had something in the works and then, you know, it got put on the shelf, but there was something at one point being oh, talked I about. I wish, I hope, I hope. I know, me too. And those are my what should have been. On to rewatchability. So I've got chemistry, a perfect five out of five because I loved Mila Kunis's chemistry with Jay Hernandez. But I also thought the chemistry between Catherine Hahn, Kristen Bell, Christina Applegate, Mila Kunis, like all of them, they were electric together. It was perfect. You you never questioned whether or not they were friends or enemies. Yeah. I thought the chemistry in this entire film was fantastic. Storyline of 4.5 out of 5. Thirst factor of 4.1. Imagination of 4. Soundtrack of 4.2. You talked about it earlier when they're running through the the, (laughs) uh, grocery store. What is it like uh, DJ Snake turned down for what I think is blaring... You have a very good memory, yeah. They don't use um, a ton of music, but when they do, it is very tactful. And cheese, a 4.5 out of 5. For an overall score, I'm giving this a 4.38 out of 5. Wow. This is a really great movie. I agree. My rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, 4.8. Storyline, 4.8. Thirst Factor, 4.5. Imagination, 5. Soundtrack, 4.2. Cheese, 3 for an overall score of... 4.38. 4.38. Look at us. I know. <laughs> we completely agreed. We didn't talk about this beforehand. <laughs> no, this is exciting. We've never had the same score, I don't think. Sorry, why Why did you take the cheese down so far, though? Because I didn't think it was a cheesy movie. Oh, but okay, all right. We're going to get into the cheese argument again. We yeah, don't need to go down do that every road. every time. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Bad Moms. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, please leave a review. You made it this far into the podcast. I'm guessing you you might have liked something about it. Leave a review if you want to reach out at Rom-Com Rewind on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs>